Hello and welcome to broadcast number 21 of the Ingenium broadcast series. My name is David Langford and I'm the superintendent or president of Ingenium Schools in Los Angeles. Today I'm very excited to be talking to Stephanie Thompson. Stephanie is an organizational excellence consultant. We're going to find out all about what that means and what it can mean for Ingenium Schools. Well, hello, Stephanie, and welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. So uh, I led in with you being an organizational excellence consultant. So what is that? Well, organizational excellence is essentially quality management beefed up, where we're looking at all of the system and the impact that one process may have to the entire system and uh, really work to cohesively make sure we're all on the same page, we're going in the same direction, we understand who's doing what, where, how, etc. So when you when you go to work for an organization, wh where do you start uh, doing that? You know, maybe they don't even know that they need you. Well, when we go into an organization, the starting point is typically understanding that overarching vision, uh, the mission of the organization. Um, some of the goals that are affiliated and associated, and uh, what the op the overall objective is. So that's really where we would start. So do you start working with uh, small teams? Do you work just with the top management first? What, what, where do you start in the organization? Typically start with the, with the um, management, the executive leadership team. Um, but ultimately, we're gathering information from all parties involved. We may come in with a... Um, and overall, initially, we come in with a uh, kind of a questionnaire. We look at different elements of the organization, and then we determine from there where's a good place to start. Although we get a lot of the information and, and get a good feel from the top, uh, the leadership team, it's everybody um, incorporated in the entire organization that's that's got a, a good feel uh, so for what's going on. Tell us about your, your background a bit. How, how do you get to the point where you're an organizational ex excellence consultant? Sure. Well, I started in quality, and I kind of laugh about this, this um, story, but with my father being in the military and very standard-oriented and understanding what's expected of you and when, um, and my mother being a very fun mom, I uh, spent a lot of time figuring out how to do things quicker, better, and faster so I could essentially have fun. Um, that in college, I stumbled upon a quality class, uh, quality management. And with this class, um, it really c gave me an, um, a little bit of clarity and understanding that I wasn't completely out there. And... Uh, gave me a basis to start understanding processes, process improvement, um, and it really started in the, in the world of quality, quality management, going into looking at the entire quality management system. And after a while, uh, focusing on more of the process element, um, the organi organizational excellence uh, really kind of it was, um, it, 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 it evolved from there because it essentially starts looking at the entire system rather than just focusing on one process here, one department there. So at Ingenium, we have a very strong quality focus ourselves, and continual improvement is embedded into everything we do and how we work. So what, what does that word mean to you? I mean, you, you almost use uh, the word quality like uh, it's a religion or something. Yeah, so the word quality or, or continuous yes, improvement. Yeah. Well, you know, quality, um, just quality to me is 
just um, when I think a picture of a family or a group of people and your day, we were in, in good moods and good spirits because when we went to work this morning, um, what we were doing actually counted. And we had some clarity and purpose of what, what we were doing and, and where we fit in the larger scheme of things. When we go to the grocery store, we, we uh, purchase uh, products or services. We can trust that they are what we expect them to be. We can trust that they get better and better over time. And um, our, essentially, as far as our families are concerned, we're able to provide and we're able to uh, bring better better. Um, experiences enhance the the uh, services and pro products that we actually receive and at the end of the day we're looking to always be better not necessarily happy with the status quo but really looking on how can we take where we are figure out where we want to go and continuously Im look to improve those processes so from your definition of quality it sounds like it's a lot about for you especially about relationships and building relationships and the people aspect of that is that fair to say oh without a doubt <clears throat> absolutely and so that's uh, often where you start in organizations about how people are getting along or how they work with one another and what those relationships are like yeah it's certainly an it's definitely an indication i personally uh, believe in you say quality as, as a way of life essentially because all of these you know, tools and concepts we can use in our own lives whether it's um, having our overarching vision and in, in our own mission in life and goals that we have. We can use these tools to essentially become better people. So where do we find this thinking about quality and how embedded is it in organizations? I guess it depends on the organization that you're going into. So a lot of the ones you are working with to begin with don't know much about it or they want to get better or where are they in the continuum? You know, some of them uh, maybe understand it, have a basic concept. Um, the it's, it's fun when you go into an organization and they, they get it and they just want to learn. They want to be a little bit better. Some organizations don't know too much or they may not realize they know they want a quality service or product, but they it, it's more of the, the quest and the search of how do we get everybody on board and what does that look like? So in my in my day to day, a lot of it, uh, most of the com the companies that I, I approach either have some sort of maybe a basis understanding or at least a a desire to become better. I can imagine that you go into a, a lot of male oriented <laughs> organizations. So being a female, so what what kinds of barriers or what what do you have to be aware of that uh, working in that kind of environment? Oh. Well, uh, a lot of fun. And, I, and again, I, I guess it depends on which environment. Um, I spent uh, approximately five years as a quality manager within a manufacturing plant with a lot of um, individuals from the construction field. And I will say out of about 250 at that, uh, within that portion of the company, uh, there were three women mm -hmm. and the other two, um, there were our accounts, our AP. So um, essentially, as far as barriers, you know, one thing it's you've got to you, you have to go on. You've got to have probably even more confidence and confidence with your with your own self when you go in um, to carry yourself in a manner that, you know, you're you're no nonsense, but still a person. You, you've had a lot of different corporate experiences. So I'd like you to talk just a little bit about how important do you think it is for students from kindergarten right on up? through school to understand these quality concepts? You know, 
I believe that the world would be a better place if we started learning and we started teaching um, and sharing these concepts with children in kindergarten. I believe that that creates a foundation. It is essentially a, um, it's a process for decision making and for critical thinking and making a, a difference. So if you can understand this, if you can embed these uh, these fa this as a foundation in kindergarten, regardless of where our future next generation of leaders end up, at least they have that foundation of understanding who they are, where they want to go, what is it going to take to get there, and then they can actually make actionable uh, steps towards their goals and align themselves with organizations, people, uh, schools, networks that essentially are aligned with their uh, individual needs, interests, visions, goals, etc. So when we ask students, where do you want to, what do you want to do in life? And we don't want to hear them say, well, I don't know. So <laughs> they actually have a, a vision and a purpose about what they're trying to accomplish, where they're trying, where they're heading. So Yeah, absolutely. You spent this morning with our uh, cabinet meeting and kind of seeing how that was running and uh, meeting the people at the top of this, the CMO staff. So what are some of your impressions about some of the things that you saw there this morning? You know, there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> there's hope for the education system. Um, I, I'm absolutely impressed. But um, more than anything, I I witnessed a cohesive team that made decisions that ran a meeting. Essentially, it's run by those involved. So there's no, uh, you know, top of the chain uh, this is what we're going to focus on now and the silent uh, cries from others that feel that they're uh, basically what they want um, or would like to, to discuss and talk about are, are you know, are, are overlooked. So I thought that was probably the, the most, the thing that struck me the most was how you're actually using uh, these quality tools to run and to lead your, um, your meetings. And then even beyond that, I, I uh, witnessed a breakout um, with one of the individuals here working with an intern and pull, he's pulling out the same tools. So I think it's, um, I, it's clear that it's embedded um, by you using, and I'm a huge advocate of using quality in your day-to-day -day lives. So I think it's, um, it, it's, you can see it in action. It's exciting. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Uh, people bring in examples all the time of how they've used uh, tools and processes with their own family and they're even very small children, two years old. And using the same kinds of concepts we have going on. So um, <clears throat> we talk a lot in Geni at Agenium about intrinsic motivation and the factors behind that and why that's so important. And sometimes I run into pushback from people. They'll say things like, well, that's not the real world. <laughs> in, in the real world, you know, we have to get kids ready for bribes and bonuses and all kinds of things that go on in companies like that. So can you talk a little bit about, uh, you, you've been in the real world versus <laughs> the world of education. So what, what are you seeing and what's happening and where are organizations headed? You know, team, team base, the ability to connect, diversity, these are all very important, in, important issues and, and important uh, trends, things that are happening in, in business today. So if we go in it and we're teaching, um, you know, students yesterday's um, yes, tools for yesterday, we're not encouraging them to collaborate. Rather, we're encouraging them to, you know, hide their answers and work by themselves in seclusion. And that's really not the way that the world is. 
It's really about collaborating and sharing your ideas and coming together and having, you know, ways that and facilitating the opportunity to, you know, knowledge transfer, authentic learning experiences and really coming together. So when we talk about crea uh, creating and uh, preparing for the future, our students need to be able to make decisions. They need to be confident enough to go into an organization, to their schools, to the, you know, a, a, some of their, say, um, even sporting activities with the understanding of that vision, that, that what am I doing? How am I doing it? What does that look like? Who's involved? And know that we're all here to work together rather than separate. What do you think would happen to students who, who came and applied for work at a company and they already understood statistical tools and process? They knew how to work together as teams. They, they knew how to uh, work for a constancy of purpose in an organization. Do you think they'd get a job? Well, without a doubt. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's, I mean, yes, absolutely. Now the companies are spending a lot of time retraining people in a different kind of a way to think after they get out of the school system. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So the question is, you'd think that they would be preparing the, the students for the future. Um, I'm not sure where that gap, it, it, I don't understand exactly why. I, I mean, I guess it's such a large, maybe it's such a large, you know, com cumbersome uh, process or these, you know, institutions that are, are really focused on staying inside rather than real life connections, um, making meaning, understanding um, and connecting the dots from what the theory, what are we learning in school, how does that apply in the future? And I personally think, you know, if we can have more opportunities to engage um, and expose the next generation to the real world, that they'd be able to to make those connections and they'd be able to see, and not just the students either. I think we need to be able to support the teachers and we need to be able to support that system and, and have more of the organizations, for instance, working with our schools so that they have the exposure. And what's awesome about that for the organizations is they can actually tap into the thoughts and the creative ideas of the next generation who essentially are going to be in those positions. So why wouldn't we facilitate that authentic learning and facilitate that knowledge transfer and tap into that world, therefore also reducing onboarding costs, training costs, R&D really, um, you'd really, you would be absolutely amazed to see some of the ideas that these students and the next generation bring to the workforce. It's just, it's, it's mind-blowing. So you and I have both been at international conferences, lots of different kinds of organizations. How, do, how prevalent do you see quality thinking being embedded in, in um, companies throughout the world outside the United States? I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be. I mean, if we can talk about you know, international standards and, and things like that. Um, we can talk about uh, awards, Baldridge Awards and, and National Quality Awards, where really the whole idea is making sure that we understand what we're doing, that others can trust what we're doing. And when we're working and, and living in, uh, in a global world, quality it's got to be embedded whether it's you know it's 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 got to keep it's that you know constancy of purpose it's what keeps us all together moving forward and understanding that again we're all just one big one little piece of a larger puzzle yeah i was just at the uh, international asq conference and it was really striking how many uh, groups and teams there were from all over the world from india to indonesia mm -hmm. to australia to you name it uh, all working off the same platform of how do we improve quality? Yeah, it's it's um it's really amazing. The one of the, the team actually who won the team excellence award is 
uh, out of India. And I had the opportunity to visit India last year. And again, it's, it's so amazing to see how quality really makes an impact, even in those areas that are still developing. That quality is that, that common thread that really brings people together. They're working together. We're all working together as a, you know, in the globe. And the world really gets smaller. Lastly, Stephanie, so why'd you come and visit us here at, in Ingenium? I and mean, we were just four little schools trying to do our thing here in Los Angeles. And what, what drives you to come visit us? So just to we'll start a few handful, a couple handful of, uh, handfuls of years ago, I was the last semester in my undergrad program, and I took a quality class. Um, what was so striking to me is first I was a little upset because I couldn't believe I was on my way out of college and I'm just learning these tools and techniques that essentially could help me and could have helped me along the way probably eliminate some of those non-value added <laughs> fun times or not. I mean, just certain things that, you know, by having that real clear path. So I think it started... Um, an interest, I would say, uh, in just education. And, and I wanted to be a, an advocate for sharing quality with the next generation. So as I, I've been working in industry, that's just one thing that's never left me. And, and I think that after out of all of the, excuse me, all the uh, different organizations that I go into, and we spend so much time trying to retrain these individuals, and we've done be do because they've been doing things the same for so long. Again, I think it's important that we get this into the schools. And so I have a personal interest in, you know, in sharing it with the next generation, primarily K through 12, at least, you know, for a start. And so you guys are, you're doing it. Uh, you're doing it. I, I um, saw an article too. You guys are, you know, amongst the most improved schools in LA. Um, and that's all by utilizing quality in education. So I came here to see who the lead, what the leaders are doing uh, in that space. And again, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and um, it's awesome. Thank you, Stephanie. We've been so excited to have you come and, and share today about insights that we could take away about how we can get better. And uh, we wish you luck with your consulting business. So Thank you. I hear Thank it's you. going quite well. So thanks again, Stephanie Thompson. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about Ingenium Schools, you can go to our website at ingeniumschools.org. That's I-N-G-E-N-I-U-M schools dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening and join us for our next podcast on the Ingenium Podcast Series. <laughs>